Okay, we're getting ready to go on. to you once again. The time is now 8.31 Central Standard Time and you are tuned in and locked in right here to Keep the Morning Moving morning show. And as promised, I have a special guest on the phone lines with me. Since this is March, the month of March, I'm going to be talking to women in business and politics. And we have such a one on the phone lines with us on today. Andrea Hintz Evans runs the law firm of Andrea Hintz Evans LLC, an intellectual property law practice. Attorney Evans' career path is unique since she worked at the United States Patent and Trademark Office for five years as both a patent examiner and trademark examining attorney. After graduating from the George Washington Law School in Washington, D.C., with her GD, JD, excuse me, prior, she obtained a Bachelor's of Civil Engineering from Georgia Institute of Technology and Bachelor of Science Mathematics from Spelman College. She is former patent examiner at the United States Patent and Trademark Office and former trademark examining attorney at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Attorney Evans is a member of the Texas Bar in the United States Supreme Court Bar. She also is a registered patent attorney. She hails from Houston, Texas. I tell you, God will send you what you need when you need it. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Listen, I just told you before we got on the air, I said, this is not ironic. I just believe that it's confirmation. God said, take care of this. I've been, you know, on the website for the uh, trademark people, and, and I'm like, oh, Lord, this is a lot. Let me, who I need an attorney. And here you come. You show up. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> everyone has some type of intellectual property, and I'm happy to be here today to talk to you about that. Well, great. I want to talk about that. Tell us a little bit about that, because we have people from diverse backgrounds from all over the world, people who are just now starting out in business, people who have been doing business, and maybe need to make sure that everything is taken care of and covered by way of trademarks and patents. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so it is divided into patents, trademarks, copyrights. So simply put, an invention, trademark the name, and copyright so if you envision you're going to uh, the name television stuff. I'm sorry, trademark. I'm sorry, you're breaking up just a little bit. If you can kind of move to the left for me. And, cause you're okay, can you hear me better? I can hear you better now. Okay, so I was saying that intellectual property is divided into three parts. Patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Now, patents protect invention. Mm -hmm. So to have a television that's invented, we're going to patent that. The brand name of the television, Sony, is 
something we would trademark, and then all your written work is what you would want to copyright. And so that's the way you keep it straight. Okay, say that one more time for us. So you patent an invention, mm -hmm. trademark the name of that invention, and then copyright written work. Okay. And what do you do? Where do you come in for somebody who needs that done? So what I do is I help clients, including entrepreneurs and inventors, get those patents and get those trademarks. So to have something that's patentable, three things need to happen. You need to have something that's useful to solve a problem. You need to have something that's novel or new. And then you need to have something non-obvious. So we start with the consultation, research, determine if you have something patentable, and then help you draft and file that application and take you all the way from that idea to the invention. Now, what now, about trademark? Not, well, I was just going to say, okay. for those that don't have an invention, you may want to trademark your branding. So the name of this radio show, um, Nike, Adidas, mm -hmm. those are all common household names that want a brand. And what's important to understand about trademarks is that as soon as you intend to use the brand, it file a trademark application. So you can say, hey, I intend to use Andrea for a law firm and get that process started. Or you can say, I'm already using Andrea for law firm services, and you can file that trademark application. And the benefit of doing that is that you can stop others, other states, from being able to that trademark. Mm. So when people say, okay, I have a DBA, you have to go beyond that. Absolutely. So that's one of the myths. Mm -hmm. So forming a company, owning a domain name, using that name on social media is not the same as... Okay. And can you tell us the difference of why? Well, because trademarks are source identifiers. So you may have a business that you incorporate, and that's how you pay your tax. But your brand and the labels and what's on the tag and what your customers identify you by is going to be what you trademark. Okay. So that could be a word, a symbol, sound, a color, anything that people perceive as your brand. Okay. And if they want to get that, uh, an attorney, how can they contact you? I can be found anywhere on social media at Evans IT Law, mm -hmm. and my website is EvansITLaw.com, and so, my phone number is 301-497-9997. Great. Now, I want to learn a little bit about you, and then we're going to talk about President Biden's choice, who he picked for uh, Supreme Court Justice, and, and why we feel, and you feel, as an attorney, she is qualified for it. Tell us a little bit about your history. Well, like you said, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and ironically, I actually grew up not far from your radio station, the backyard of Texas Southern. So I'm excited to be here this morning to talk about Judge Jackson as the first black female Supreme Court nominee because I grew up down the street from Thurgood Marshall Law School. You know, Thurgood Marshall yeah. was the first black Supreme Court justice. <laughs> wow. And actually, what's ironic is that I'm now a lawyer, but in third grade, I aspired to be the first black 
Supreme Court justice. I'm excited to witness history. Oh, my God. Now, tell us how that really makes you feel, because I know how excited I was just to see it. But I well, never aspired to be a judge. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's incredible, because really the time is now. And, you know, for 2022, and we're witnessing the first, I hope that this is the first of many. Mm. Tell us why you wanted to be a Supreme Court Justice. Well, I wanted to be a court justice because I know the importance of what Supreme Court justices do, you know, laying the law of the land. Mm -hmm. um, we look at all the issues that we face, voting rights, abortion, discrimination, all of those issues are debated and argued at the Supreme Court. So why not aim for the top? Why not aim for the top? Now, you know that there are going to be many who will try to dispute it, whether she's qualified or not, that it goes beyond their, you know, her being black, that she only got it because she's black and because he said that's what he wanted. But tell us why you think she's well qualified for this position. Well, the facts really speak for themselves. So first, when you look at her intellect, mm -hmm. it's incredible. She's a Harvard graduate. Harvard Law School graduate, clerked for three judges, including Justice Breyer on the Supreme Court, and her track record shows that she's committed to independence, integrity, impartiality, equal justice, and all of that combined with her experience make her an ideal candidate for the Supreme Court. And you know, one thing I want to point out is that Judge Jackson has more judicial experience than four current justices had when they were nominated combined. Mm. <laughs> yep, and yeah, experience is everything. And so as a little girl looking at, back when you were a little girl and wanting, and wanting to be a Supreme Court justice, what put you on the path of that? Did you have parents that try to instill that in you to, to aim for even higher? Because when you think about it, you became an attorney. We can say, well, great, she's an attorney. But you wanted to go past the attorney into a Supreme Court justice? Well, absolutely. My family was very supportive and still very supportive of all of my goals. And growing up in Houston, I knew that I wanted more. And so I was able to go to the top HBCU with the full tuition academic scholarship from NASA. And actually, I studied engineering. So most of the people in my family are scientists and engineers. But I always had that back for debating, always wanted everything to be right. And so just from knowing the judge and watching Judge Faulkner on the Supreme Court, although I had never seen a black female Supreme Court justice, looking at Justice Marshall, I knew that it was possible. And so I never, I never had any limitations in any of my dreams. But as you know, when you aim for something, if you don't reach that goal, like they say, you're amongst the stars. So I wouldn't change anything that I've done. I love owning my firm, and I've had my law firm for 15 years. What type of discipline does it take? Now, I can imagine you probably weren't on TikTok a lot growing up if you, you made these goals. So what type of t discipline does it take to be Well, it takes a lot of discipline, exactly. It takes a lot of hard work, uh, but it's very rewarding. And so I've been fortunate to have my family support, and I had a community of other women at Spelman 
who had the same goal. So because I had the NASA scholarship, we were all put together with a mentor that guided us through college. But I had my eyes on the prize. And so I think for anyone that's listening, if you set a goal, it's hard work. But obviously it's very rewarding. What made you leave Houston? Well, I always thought I would come back to Houston. And when you have, there's nothing like home, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go to Spelman College. And then for law school, I knew that all the top judges and lawyers were in Washington, D.C. And so after graduating CW, I was able to work at the Patman Trademark Office. And that just opened up the opportunity for me to start my own law. You know, as we talk about, even with voter suppression and the idea behind it, trying to limit and trying to take what doesn't belong to to people, other people. And I think about trademarking. I think about a lot of people have lost a lot. They say they stole my idea. They stole my business. They stole this. Because we don't know. And what you don't know can hurt you. Who do you believe, as they're listening, at the listening audience, and I tell you, we have a diverse group from all over the world, who are just now starting out in business and those that have been doing business and didn't even know that they needed a trademark. Why is it important to get that? Well, actually, women and minorities are least likely to protect their intellectual property. Mm. And that's actually a fact. Exactly for the reason that you said, we just don't know what we don't know. Right. And so the reason that you need to protect your intellectual property it's because just what you can do with your real property, like your house, mm-hmm. you can license it, you can assign it, you can sell it, you can will it. And so when you think about your legacy, when you're long gone, as long as your family members continue to use your trademark, that trademark can live beyond your life and beyond their lives. So think about Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. They've had the old trademark since the 1800s. Mm. Yeah. Since the 1800s. Right. So imagine you think of a brand and it's just your idea and you're debating whether or not to pay a few thousand dollars to hire a lawyer to ensure that it's done correctly. When you think about lifetime, your lifetime and the trademark and you're, if you're gone, when you're long gone, if that trademark is continued to be used, that money was so spent. Well, then let's talk about that. Let's talk about pricing ranges. Because even when, when you called and I told you that, and I said after I started reading everything, I'm like, oh, this is a lot. I, I really prefer to get an attorney to do this. And most of us in this, in this age of Google we can, and YouTube University, a lot of things we try to do ourselves. But there are some things I just still believe it's best left to the professionals because you're having to make sure you dot every I and cross every T. So tell us the, the reason why it would be important to get an attorney to do such work. Well, you can do anything on your own, like you said, but you want that expert because you file a trademark application, it is a legal document. Mm-hmm. And so when you make mistakes and you're sued, you can't basically use ignorance of the law as a defense. And so you also can make some mistakes that can jeopardize your rights. Then you have to start the entire process over. 
And this is truly a process. So when you file the application, it can take at least a year to secure the federal trade. But this is not something you want to wait. Mm. Wow, good information. Now, again, as today is voting day, What's the importance of us voting? I know that sounds so basic. Why well, is it important to vote? Because we can say all the things we can say. We can say we're excited about, you know, President Biden uh, choosing uh, a black woman to be a Supreme Court judge. But if we don't vote, what good is all of it? What's going on now with that? And the importance well, of that's voting? right. Mm -hmm. You want to vote because you want to count. So when you are facing issues in your local community, your state, uh, we look at the federal government, the only way you can make the change, or one way to make the change, and the easiest way to make the change, is to vote. And in the case of Judge Jackson, she's been nominated as the first black female Supreme Court Justice. What we can do there is we can get out our cells and our pens and papers and start writing our senator to let them know that her. Okay, that's good to know because m many times we don't think that we have a say in the matter. What can we do? Well, we can start writing our senator mm -hmm. and let them know that he supports Judge Jackson and they should. And also, just to let you know, Jerry, she's been confirmed three times already on the bipartisan vote throughout her career. Well, you said the key word, there should be no reason, but we probably know that there will be a couple of reasons that are, are going to come out of the hat, because you, you're right. I mean, I mean, it, it looks like it should be cut and dry and work that way, but just in case it's not going to work that way, who do we need to write again as a people? We need to write our senators. Our senators, okay. Now... Are you still inspiring to do other things other than being an attorney? Well, I do other things. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Like what? Tell us. We need to need to know a little bit about you. Okay. Well, I know. I learned that by the third grade, children permanently lose their interest in STEM. And so you asked about my family when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. My family encouraged me to do a lot of hands-on projects and STEM activities. And so now that I'm here in Maryland with my own children, when my daughter was in kindergarten, they didn't have a science club. And so my family and I actually started Kidgeneer, a hands-on STEM program. Hmm. And so I'm very fortunate to have been recognized by President Obama in the White House Campus of Change for wow. my involvement in Kidgeneer. Awesome, awesome. When I'm talking about Black Girl Magic, I'm saying Black Girl Magic. And we are super proud of you and all of your accomplishments. And uh, just glad to meet you. I'm happy to meet you, too. And Houston is my home, and I love Houston. And when I come back in town, I definitely want to meet you and connect with you. And thank you for this opportunity. Oh, please do. You have an open invitation. We definitely want to meet in person. And we want you to give your information out again for those that are tuned in that are ready to get those trademarks. Tell them how they can contact you for a consultation. Yes, you can go to evansitlaw.com and that's I for intellectual for property 
And you can follow me everywhere on social media at Kevin's IT Law. And my phone number is 301-497-9997. And what's unique about my practice theory is, although I'm based in Maryland, I have what's called a federal practice. So I'm able to represent clients all over the world with U.S. tax, trademark, and copyright matters. Oh, that's awesome. Give that phone number again. 301-497-9997. I thank you so much for joining us on today. You have been a great help and a wealth of knowledge to our listening audience today. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks. Bye -bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you. If you're just now joining in, catch the replay. If not, you can go to Spotify or I'll uh, post it in just a moment. You guys have a great day.